the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today um, in these uh, trying times, uh, certainly from my perspective. Of course, Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime and Steak and Lobster. Uh, you know, um, and I want to let you know that I'm um, Talking about a variety of topics, a little bit later in the show, we're going to have two great guests, Pat McGuffin, who is, um, has had a long-time influential career in media and marketing in Central Florida uh, and publishing, and Pastor Joe Bankson, and they'll be talking about the upcoming uh, prayer breakfast in May, and we're excited to hear um, what they have to share about that in a Certainly, if there's a time, ever a time in America where we needed prayer, I'd say it's right now, um, as the woke agenda seemingly is uh, on the aggressive move uh, from uh, all sectors and a variety of places. So, at least that's my perspective. But I would share a few, um, just thought, there's been a lot of very interesting things happening as relates to America's freedom and our liberty and uh, the threats to it and what we need to do to preserve it over the past uh, just several days. And so I'm going to try to you know, cover several of those things on the show today. Um, one thing I especially want to mention, at least, is the interview by Robert Kennedy Jr. Of course, he's the son of um, former Senator Robert Kennedy, who was, of course, um, um, murdered, assassinated by, well, <laughs> well, he was assassinated, let's just put it that way. Uh, not sure if we know exactly who he was assassinated by. Uh, Sirhan, Sirhan got the blame for it. Not that you know, I'm not saying he he wasn't involved, um, but of course, and then of course uh, he's the uh, the nephew of President John F. Kennedy, um, and had had a fascinating what I thought was a fascinating interview on Tucker earlier this week. I saw it on YouTube. You can find it pretty easily on YouTube. And to me, he was like the, one of the biggest breaths of fresh air. You know, along with Trump and along with DeSantis that we have had, that I have seen on the American political scene in, in, in a long, certainly in the last three or four or five years, certainly the last two years. And he's not politically correct. He's not leftist. He's coming from a perspective of respect for America, respect for our liberty uh, as citizens. And specifically, his primary concern or one of his primary concerns is, I guess, twofold. One, the way the whole COVID so-called crisis was handled, specifically the, the misinformation, the, the, the inaccurate information, the lies even, that were disseminated by 
you know, the, the elites <laughs> is my term for them, the drug companies and especially the, the media, the mainstream media and most governmental ent- uh, entities, including uh, Fauci, um, where the American people had a comp- received a completely skewed and inaccurate perspective of the threat, first of all, uh, of the COVID virus, and secondly, into the, um, the benefits and the liabilities of the various vaccines, COVID vaccines, that, you know, of course, so many Americans were actually mandated and required to, to, to get if they were going to keep their jobs or you keep jobs in government or even in the military. So Robert Kennedy um, has taken this on as his mission, Robert Kennedy Jr., to get the truth out, to try to set the record straight, um, literally as, as, a, as a you know, lone voice crying in the wilderness or, or one of the few voices crying in the wilderness. And I think it's a very interesting and exciting development. Um, it, it's, it's been a long time other than Trump and DeSantis, pretty much, where an independent voice has come along who's, who's um, willing and has the courage to, to confront the, the, the system, the elites, and uh, the conventional wisdom on this COVID topic and many other topics as well, essentially all the woke topics, all the politically correct uh, topics. And all, the other point he, he, he want, he may, he's making uh, very eloquently is the threat that we've been talking about on this show that Carl Jackson's been doing such a great job of talking about, that Chris Hart and the adversaries have done such a great job talking about, and that is just this coalition of the oligarchs, the high-tech oligarchs, literally five or six companies, and literally you know, headed largely in, with, with a little handful of very highly influential leaders of those companies, in some cases the founders of them, in the case of Bill Gates, um, and of course, you know, I don't even think I need to, to specify, but I mean, everybody, hopefully, uh, but I, you know, I will, I mean, Amazon, Apple, Google, the high tech companies, uh, you know, who, who now so, um, you know, tr- who so tremendously dominate the power structure in the world and dominate the information flow uh, in, in the country, Twitter before Elon Musk uh, purchased it. Um, and this is a concern that Robert that concerns Robert Kennedy Jr. as well. And what these these you know the, the result of this kind of extraordinary power in the hands of such a few uh, powerful entities has led to a situation that we are observing. Those of you know, that we understand that, but so so many Americans still do not understand that the information we're receiving is not accurate information. We're the victims of of, of of, of agenda propaganda, uh, whether it's the COVID virus, whether it's some other woke politically incorrect agenda, whether it's the trans, uh, the whole trans movement. Um, this is, these are agendas that are being pushed very aggressively uh, by the, 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 for lack of a better word, the media, the high tech oligarchs, the, the, the information gods, if you will, who control the information in the world right now. It's been a, a largely monolithic, with the exception of, of, of Fox News, Salem Media Group, and a few few pockets here and there, and and they're having extraordinary success pushing their various agendas, whether it's COVID lockdowns, whether it's mandatory vaccinations, whether it's now this whole trans agenda, um, and it's been very refreshing 
of course, as we know, Trump has been trying to stand up against it, you know, um, has done a ph- phenomenal job uh, as, as a lone voice, largely. Uh, DeSantis has done extraordinary work right here in Florida, um, which includes, uh, you know, confronting Disney World. Um, and I, you know, maybe we'll have a chance to talk a little bit about that on our show. I think DeSantis has done phenomenal work in this conflict with Disney. Can't even say enough good things about it. And, uh, and let's all remember, Disney's the one that started this as well. Um, you know, so now they're, they're, they're getting a, you know, a, a dose of somebody who's willing to fight back and, and use uh, the, the significant power of the state of Florida to fight back. Um, and I'll come back, hopefully you have a chance to come back to that a little bit later. But, but it's incredibly refreshing to see a voice such as Robert Kennedy Jr., if I'm not mistaken, he is a Democrat. And if I'm not mistaken, he has announced that he intends to run for the Democrat party nomination for president. And this is exactly the kind of thing that I literally have been hoping and praying for is that we'll get a few more sane voices, uh, you know, not just sane voices, but um, voices of people that, that believe in America, that respect our constitution, our country, expect extraordinary, exceptional role America has played in the world, want to preserve it like we do, um, coming to the forefront of the national debate. And it's gratifying to see one more voice, apparently, and I'm sure there are a lot of issues that I and we don't agree with Robert Kennedy Jr. on, but certainly there's about two or three huge ones that we certainly agree on, and he's aggressively um, uh, advancing his perspective on those issues, um, which is, of course, standing up to the big tech oligarchs, um, being highly concerned about the incredible influence these big tech oligarchs and the elites in general wield, especially in, and not just in the media and information flow and propaganda, but also the financial markets, the power of the uh, just literally a handful of financial entities and institutions, and and how these this this situation is l- dramatically taking away um, encroaching on the freedoms and liberties of the American people and of citizens. And so it's great to see somebody recognizing this with his stature, um, his, his, his ability to articulate and obvious uh, his position and his obvious courage. So um, pretty much everything that, that I've seen, and I think we have seen going back, I would say even since Reagan um, is that almost everybody um, is just this, this huge, um, almost monolithic coalition of insiders, uh, the swamp people, uh, Republicans as well as Democrats, uh, Rep- Republicans who are Democrat light, essentially, um, you know, and, and on the, the major cultural issues uh, of the encroachment on our individual rights by big power in America and in the world, very, very few people have taken these issues on Trump, obviously, and, and it resulted in him, you know, having his, uh, you know, historic election uh, as president. And the fact that he's still a very viable and vibrant figure in in American politics and in world politics and on the world stage, despite having everything you could possibly throw um, at him being thrown at him by the elites and the power structure and the swamp. So we've, we've had Trump. DeSantis is is emerging. I would say a fledgling voice, uh, and I want to continue to encourage him and support him. And of course, now it's great to see Robert Kennedy coming out with his independent perspective as well, not being part of the 
elite establishment. I, I've just been completely gratified uh, by that very brief interview that I saw between Robert Kennedy Jr. and Tucker, and it just gives me, uh, it warms my heart because, uh, you know, maybe there, maybe it's it just, it, it, it's a breath of fresh air for hope, uh, frankly. Well, before we go to our next break and we welcome our guests soon, I want to, of course, give you this word from our friends over at Miller's Sod Sales. And first of all, let you know that Miller's Sod Sales is a local family-owned business established in 1995. And Miller's Sod Sales is exactly the kind of locally-owned, family-owned business that helped to make America great and is keeping America great. Miller Sod Sales takes great pride in their clean, well-maintained equipment and their fresh, quality sod. This spring and this summer, I encourage you to let Miller Sod Sales help you green up your life. You can find out more about them at johnmillertruckingandsodsales.com. We'll be right back on the Roger Franken Weave Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you on a wonderful spring weekend throughout Central Florida. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, as you know, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. We're pleased now to be joined by longtime friend and someone who I mentioned before has made a major impact in our community in a variety of different ways for the last 40 years, uh, Pat McGuffin. Pat, great to see you. and Thanks for coming over. Thank you, Roger, for having us. It's a delight to be here. We're looking forward to the show. And also, Pastor Joe Bankson. Good jo- uh, Pastor Bankson, great to see you, and thank you for being here. Yes, thank you so much. It's just great to be amongst some great uh, men of wisdom here today. Well, it's great that you're here with who's, Pat. Certainly. Talking, I'm glad Pat's here. I'm glad. I'm, yes. Very happy that Pat was able yeah. to join us today. <laughs> and before we go uh, further, of course, I want to remind you that our program is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And Christner's is where you'll find generous servings of prime beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. And, you know, you, Looking forward to talking to you about a variety of topics, um, but especially the upcoming Mayor's Prayer Breakfast in Apopkin. And Pat, can you start and just give us a, a brief overview of, of just the, the, the details, the time, the date, and, and what, what we can expect? Sure. Thank you so much for uh, having us on that topic. Um, May 4th is the National Day of Prayer, um, nationwide, obviously. And in Apopka, we have a tradition of coming together as a community by all facets of the community Um, early in the morning and having a breakfast together, a speaker, but more so than anything, uh, an opportunity to pray for our community in its various aspects. And so uh, it starts at 630 in the morning with breakfast and at seven o'clock in the morning at the VFW, Apopka Community Center. Um, We then start our program, a time of prayer, um, a time of acknowledging those that are there um, covering so many of the areas of our community that we need to pray about, and then hearing a great speaker. And Pastor Joe Bankson, you know, the mayor's prayer breakfast in Apopka, as a, a citizen of Apopka, and 
I, I'm aware of the tremendous history and legacy of the mayor's prayer breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, you and your your father and your family have been a big part of it as, yes. w- as well. Um, can you just talk about, uh, share a little bit more with our listeners who may not be as familiar with the tradition uh, of the mayor's prayer breakfast in Apopka specific, specifically? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the mayor's prayer breakfast is just such an important event, I feel, for our community um, because it shows the, um, it shows churches specifically, I think, coming together and saying, hey, you know, we need to seek um, the mercies and providence of God in our lives for our nation, crying out to God for that. And uh, but not just the churches, it, you know, God is, I think, orchestrating all of our community to come together to seek him. You know, so you have uh, um, political leaders, you have businesses, community leaders, um, everyone just coming together. And it's something that I think is very unique for a popka and uh, actually is something that other cities are noticing, too. Um um, you know, with our mayor hosting the event, it's not just a, uh, a side community event with some churches that come together. No, it's the city of Apopka coming together and uh, recognizing our need for God. And um, one of my greatest desires, and I know a lot of the other pastors on the ACMA, is that uh, we want Apopka to be a shining city on a hill. And that is something that I believe affects Altamont, Ocoee, um, you know, all of Central Florida. So, I think it says a statement to the world um, that our hope and trust is in God. And I'll just say as um, someone who's had the blessing to attend numerous occasions uh, over the recent years, uh, two things that always uh, impress me about the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast is one is just how many different elements of the community are are represented, how many different uh, church group uh, churches and, and, and uh, faith traditions are, are, are represented all various races, ethnicities, um, young, old, <laughs> middle-aged, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just and 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 just how vibrant it's impressive how vibrant um, uh, churches are, um, Christian churches are in uh, our Apopka community, and then also just the tremendous passion and enthusiasm of those who participate. And one thing I'd like to have you share, uh, and we'll go to Pat back to Pat McGuffin, is one thing I really like about the format. A large number of pastors play a, a role uh, in the presentation. Yes, um, the Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance is the one that has been uh, uh, putting this together for many years in conjunction with the city of Apopka and our mayor Brian Nelson. And um, so we pull from a wide variety of denominations and um, people that would call Jesus their Lord. And so we have all types of churches from all over the community. We even have different language churches between um, Spanish and English. And um, many of those pastors have an opportunity to get up in front of those gathered and to, for a very short period of time, uh, pray over a segment of the community, whether it's the business or the students or the educators or the civic elements of the city. There are so many varieties of people that are both in attendance and that we cover them in prayer. And so it's not just a a time where people go and hear a good speaker, and that'll happen, but that's not the main thrust. The main thrust truly is calling out to God and uh, letting him know we we need his divine intervention. Uh, Mm -hmm. We need him to engage with us so that we can engage our culture, our community, uh, at this point in history in Apopka. Mm-hmm. 
And I do want to mention another uh, person who's uh, very influential and has been for many years um, with the Mayor's Breakfast, uh, Prayer Breakfast in Apopka. And, I mean, there are a lot that I can mention, but one I, I definitely want to make a point to is, uh, is John Ricketson of the Apopka Chief and Planner. I say John and Eileen Rick- Ricketson with the Apopka Chief and Planner. Because every time I think of the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, I think of John and his tremendous efforts to, to support it. Right. He has he is, uh, tried to do that for many years and has been a... Uh, not just an integral part, but a driving force on making sure that our community stays focused on the things that really are larger than just our community, which obviously are God and uh, the need to be focused. So he he and his newspapers, the Apocalypse Chief and the Planner, have been uh, instrumental in being a glue to hold us together as we uh, try and grow our community and keep it together as a community. And uh, you I want to also mention, well, on the topic, that Pat McGuffin is a former publisher of the Apopka Chief yeah. and Planner. And, <laughs> in fact, his father, Mac McGuffin, uh, founded the Apopka Planner. Yes, he did. He newspaper. Was, uh, yes, he did. He uh, started the Planner newspaper in 65, and then we bought the Chief in 67. It, I think it was started in 1923. And uh, then later on, we were um, glad to hand it off to John and Eileen Ricketson, to amazing people in our community. They've been amazing stewards, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Pastor Joe Banks, and I'd like to pick up um, on on the the topic that we, that we'd mentioned earlier. It's just once again the the tremendous um, diversity. I think diversity could, could be an overused word to a certain extent, but in mm-hmm. this place, it certainly it's it's the best sense of the word, and yeah. and and certainly applies. Is there's so many denominations, so many. Um, uh, people of different racial backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, even as Pat said, speaking different languages, even coming together in one location to praise God, to acknowledge the authority and omnipotence of God and doing it with such enthusiasm and, and, and joy, literally. Yeah. Yeah, and and you definitely see that when you come to the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, you you can sense that uh, probably what heaven's going to be like because there's going to be different all nations, languages, and tongues are going to be there, you know. And so, why should it be any different here? And uh, we do have different age ranges as well. And it's one thing I'm excited about as well because my generation, I'm I'm a millennial, um, but uh, but we even have some of what would be called Gen Z, our high school students. Um, coming out as well. Apopka High School FCA and Wakaiva High School FCA is going to be out there. There's going to be a student uh, gospel choir as well. And, um, you know, different musical performances. And yeah, you're going to see uh, different uh, ethnicities there as well. And then as far as the denominations go, you know, um, uh, we all agree on the foundational things of our faith. That's really important that we uh, are not just loosely glued together. We're all glued on the foundation of Jesus Christ, you know. Um, but that being said, there are different denominations and these different things. So, um, yeah, I think God is pleased that he's seeing all of his kids come together. And I, I do um, know who, but another part of it, it's not the, the you know, a major part um, is the uh, the speakers. You've had uh, some outstanding speakers over the years. I know uh, Sammy Smith, uh, you know, spoke one year and was outstanding, uh, you know, um, it's a, a number. You know, every year it's, it's an outstanding speaker. But can you talk about? Can you who's going to be there this year, Pat? And can you just talk about you know the process of getting such um, you know outstanding people right. to deliver We've the, had the a message? A lot of people over the years. Uh, uh, Coach Bobby Bowden was another one we had. Uh, we had uh, Kevin Baird. Uh, Pastor Kevin Baird has been uh, instrumental. He's also with the Florida Family Policy Council, which 
is a big glue throughout our state uh, with all the pastors keeping us informed on things that are important. But um, I'll let uh, Pastor Joe speak specifically on um, this coming uh, speaker. Is sure. excited about that. Sure. So we have Claude Bowers coming out. He's the founder and president of Super Channel Worship Ministries, Inc., a full power broadcast Christian television station headquartered in North Orlando. So you've seen the Majesty building off of I-4 there, and um, uh, he's been instrumental in our community for many years. So we're excited to hear from him this year. Well, friends, we're going to go to another break here in just a moment. When we come back, we continue to speak with Pastor Joe Bankson and Pat McGuffin about the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast coming up on May the 4th. Before we go to that break, I want to, of course, let you know that our friends over at Florida Door Solutions support our program and every program you hear right here on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. So if you have garage door problems, I urge you to call Florida Door Solutions. They have your solution, and you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Glad you're joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you on a wonderful spring afternoon throughout Central Florida. Pleased to be joined by Pastor Joe Bankson and by Pat McGuffin. And we are speaking right now about the upcoming Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast on May the 4th. It's a huge event in the Apopka community. It plans to be a very exciting event once again this year, and we're pleased to be sharing about this great event and the culture and legacy and tradition behind it with you on our program today. Before we go back to Pastor Joe Bankson and Pat McGuffin, I want to let you know about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you or anybody, your family member or friend, anybody you know is looking for a car repair shop that will care for your vehicle with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, it's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, a pop kit. I will add, I've, that's where I take my car, and I've been taking it there for over 20 years. Now let's go back to Pastor Joe Bankson and Pat McGuffin talking about the upcoming Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast on May the 4th. Go back to Pastor Joe Bankson, and you know, Pastor, I know a, 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 a driving force, if you will, a huge uh, part element of the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast is the Apopka Christian Ministerial Alliance. And can you talk about the role that the Alliance plays in the, specifically in the Apopka Mirrors Prayer Breakfast, but also about the organization in general? Sure, absolutely. This has been a, a partnership that has happened, or has been there from mayor to mayor. And uh, it's been a, meant to be a support to the community and to those uh, in, in authority there as well. Um, but uh, we do many different initiatives and have helped even with back-to-school backpacks and all these kinds of things. As far as the mayor's prayer breakfast goes, um, uh, a lot of the details, the organization of it, the um, rallying the community behind the event, um, uh, we do all of that. And, uh, of course, we partner with the mayor. He has several VIPs 
that he is invited to um, the prayer breakfast, everything from the state state house there all the way down to uh, the local uh, uh, political arena as well. But uh, yeah, we, we just come together, help make the event a success. And I think we've seen that over the recent years. And I did want to mention another one of the past speakers, and um, that was John Stimberger. I had a chance to attend the mayor's prayer breakfast the year that he spoke, and he was just a truly outstanding, one of the best mm-hmm. messages I've, I've literally ever heard in, in any function. Mm. And as Pat pointed out off the air, uh, his organization is having a, a, a major event coming up on May the 20th, and the special guest will be Governor Ron DeSantis. Right. Um, uh, John Stimberger is an unusual individual. He just really uh, has capacity and he has grace with so many people. And so he's been able to put together a large organization, the Florida Family Policy Council, and it's based in Orlando. Um, actually, I think there's 40 states that have one of these. And he's also been instrumental in starting um, a, a large organization that helps kids, like in an alternative to Boy Scouts, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's, he's just a great um a great person that keeps the Christian community aware of what's going on in the political scene related to families and how we all can be involved. So you're right. He was a great speaker. And I, uh, I'll just have a comment. I was thought about, I was thinking about having you guys come over and you can you know, elaborate with your own comments as well, or, or you don't have to, but you know, I was just thinking and about uh, this year's prayer breakfast. And I, I really can't think of a, a time in America really where we've needed uh, prayer more than we need it right now, frankly. Absolutely. I mean, there's some, I guess there's some numerous things I could say to, <laughs> to illustrate those examples. I don't even think I need to, though. But um, anyway, just, I'll just you know, you know, share that with you for, for whatever it's worth. I threw up a softball, and we're going to swing it that maybe <laughs> sure. knock it out of the park. Um, I know, Pastor Joe, you, do you have some comments you want to go on first, and then I'll... Sure. I, uh, you know, I being a, a millennial and thinking about the future of America and you know, um, uh, getting married, having kids, raising children in, in America. What is that going to be like? What is that going to look like in the next 5, 10, 20 years from now? You know, it, it, it already looks a lot different from how it was when I grew up, you know. And so I'm and especially it seems like it's accelerating down uh, different rabbit holes that uh, many Americans are saying, hey, let's reel this back. Let's get to our founding uh, principles and values and these things. And so yet at the same time, we have time goes on technology is new. You know, the environment changes all these things. So we really need God's guidance in the days ahead and uh, affecting all arenas of our life from political to daily life as well. So it's we we need prayer more than ever before. We sure do. And I I think one of the things that I notice is um, instead of having a healthy debate on different issues, how you different people see things, be mm-hmm. it political or cultural or racial or whatever, we seem to gone into this uh, uh, arena of labeling everybody. Yeah. And when you label somebody, it's kind of like sometimes you just stop the conversation. And, you know, America's always been a healthy place of conversation and mm-hmm. different views. And we share them and we work on them and we, we grow from the diversity of yeah. ideas. But right now, it seems to be more of a dividing line. And I think this time of prayer together, coming under the commonality of somebody bigger than all of us that transcends our own views, Mm -hmm. um, because he is the one that both made and sustains the world, 
that's a different arena when we call out to him. Um, I did want to say that Pastor Hezekiah Bradford is our current uh, president of the the Ministerial Alliance, and he's a great guy that – uh, back, uh, Roger, you, you've you've personally made a major impact yourself in our community, and your dad did also. And so Hezekiah was back when it was a Popka Memorial High School, as same with me. And so he's uh, homegrown, if you will, and he's our current president of the group. And I would like to, and I want to mention one more individual as well, and that, of course, is the mayor of Apopka, um, yeah. you know, Brian Nelson. I'd just have you, if you could address uh, his his uh, leadership role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, uh, Mayor Brian Nelson has... And, and not to interrupt you, but just because I'm sure there are communities around Florida and around the country whose mayors are not as uh, helpful, if you will, um, in the organization of an event right. such as this. Right. Well, Brian has a vast uh, background that he brings to the table. You know, he, he spent, until uh, um, he got term limited out, in the state house, and uh, he learned the inner workings of the state. And then he learned the inner workings until he got term limited out as our county commissioner and now he's uh, our mayor. And so he brings a vast experience uh, of knowledge on running a city. But additional to that, he just um, is a man who uh, really believes in all aspects of the community coming together. And certainly the church aspect as being the focal point, um, bringing together civic, bringing together business, bringing together, together educational and, uh, and church communities um, he's uh, he's been instrumental in keeping this going. Yeah. And uh, gentlemen, friends, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Frank and William Show today. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by Pastor Joe Bankson and by Pat McGuffin. And our topic at the moment is the annual Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast coming up on May the fourth. You know, I I threw a question. I, I asked you a question um, that Pat characterized as a softball. I've got kind of a harder one for you right now. Um, give you well, a little heads up. for Pastor Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no problem. <laughs> and um, you know, this is a topic that that was I would say fairly a, a major. Uh, you know, came up for dis- you know quite a discussion at our recent um, WTLN, uh, our sister station WTLN's uh, Pastors Masters golf tournament that we have every year, and you know, and the luncheon afterwards. And you know, as several people have mentioned to me that um, I guess certain um, you know surveys show that. National trends are that fewer people are going to church now. Uh, fewer younger people um, not only are, not, are going to church, but even more people are, fewer people are even um, saying that they even believe in God. There, there are more people that identify themselves as agnostic or, or atheist now uh, than ever before in America. Uh, do you have any, um, any comments about that? And, and, and what can, you know, first of all, you know, we as Christians and, and specifically, you know, th- "Quote unquote," the church you know, to, to mm-hmm. do about that in America right now. Yeah, I um, Ad- address you know th- this situation. Of course, you know I I see this um, because I'm a youth pastor. I see it with our our younger generation, you know, and also my age, young adults into kind of that middle age there. And what I've been seeing is um, even on social profiles and things like that, there's still a hunger for things of the spirit. So um, whereas atheism had taken over in for a good portion of time there, um, and there's still it's still very prevalent today. Um, uh, there's still a hunger for things spiritual. And so if the church doesn't rise up and present that spiritual option, people are finding it in astrology. They're finding it in other spiritual experiences that, uh, why? Because there's a hunger in the soul 
for these things that God put there. And so um, I think that's that's the hard reality of it. But the, the good news is that there is a hunger. There's such a hunger. So if the Christians would just rise up and just share the gospel um, as it was said in Scripture, I think there's going to be uh, an adoption of that. And also just using, uh, well, how do we speak to the young people of today? You know, learn their language and, you know, so that they can understand and grasp that. I think that is uh, key there. Yeah. Uh, just to jump in a little bit, um, you know, I think a lot of it is a, um, an issue of relevance, not changing the gospel to mm-hmm. match the community, but rather to say that we need to talk about the things that Jesus said are relevant. And those uh-huh. are the things that outlive life. There are people that uh, maybe they're not following Christianity, but they are interested in what happens after death. Is this mm-hmm. all there is to it? Is there more meaning in life than that? And so some of these questions are are worthwhile to discuss, and I think we'll bring people back together rather than just religious traditions. Um, so we're, um, we have a lot to cover as a church. Very interesting. Thank you, Pastor Joe Bankson and Pat McGuffin, for joining us, sharing your insights, and also sharing great information about the upcoming Apopka Mirrors Prayer Breakfast on May the 4th. Yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much, Roger, for having us. Friends, we'll go to another break in just a moment. Before we do, I want to give a big shout out to our friends up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. Of course, as you know, they're the uh, one-stop headquarters for all of your lawn and garden needs, and it's where they sell only the best lawnmowers and outdoor power equipment products. And you can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. Friends, we'll be right back with the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program today. It was great to catch up with Pat McGuffin, longtime friend. In fact, I grew up in the same neighborhood as Pat. We grew up going to the same church, the Popular Presbyterian Church, and it's great to see him continuing to be so active in a positive way in our community in, in a variety of different ways. And in this particular instance, uh, his work in helping to put together and promote the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast coming up on May the 4th. Also, Pastor Joe Bankson, and appreciate the work that he and his family do, not only with the Victory Church in Apopka, where Pastor, his father has been the, the longtime Pastor Doug Bankson, longtime pastor and leader, but also in so many other aspects of the community as well. I will share a few more thoughts with you about various current events taking place. Um, you know, once again, I, I think the overriding theme uh, is if, if America needs prayer from my perspective more now than, than, than we ever have before, uh, you know, some of the developments, if you will, challenges, however you want to put it, um, are things I thought I would never, ever see in America, and it's not just you know, sadly one or two things; it's a, a variety of things. One of those is this uh, whole recent phenomenon of the big tech oligarchs, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of a way that our politics has has evolved um, in recent years and it, it es- escalating rapidly over the past couple of years, from my perspective. And it may have been going on for a long time. I just maybe I'm certainly just starting to realize it now. Uh, more is is uh, how politics in America and even worldwide is is evolving 
from a left-right model, liberal, one side conservative, the other side, leftist, uh, right-wing, um, you know, two sides, you know, from, from ideological, two ideological sides of the spectrum, if you will, uh, to more of an inside-outside, uh, where more of um, the uh, of elite, control by elites, a, a situation where elites have, you know, I would say dramatically, uh, even exponentially more power today than in, in recent years. Talking once again specifically about the the big tech oligarchs, because I think it's been largely a derivative of the of the explosion of the power of of big tech, of the email companies, uh, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, even Amazon in, in the in the in the commerce uh, realm. You know, the, the internet has provided these opportunities for a, a small number of very very powerful um, entities to really have more and more control over our lives. And that wouldn't be so bad necessarily if they had, a, if their leaders had a diversity of opinion or even were uh, primarily on the side of respect for the United States of America, respect for the, the independence of the United States of America, of our, our respect for our constitutional values, uh, respect for God, you know, acknowledging that God is the source of, of, of not only all all human life, but also the, the the source of our individual liberties as Americans. Um, but no, I mean, it seems like overwhelmingly the leadership of this new elite, these new elites, if you will, especially the, the big tech elites are overwhelmingly anti-God, if not full-blown atheists, certainly have no respect for the United States of America. Um, and, you know, they favor more, they fear a, they're essentially globalist. Just call it what it is. They're, they're, they have a one-world perspective. They don't acknowledge the greatness of America or even one America, even around for that matter. And, um, and I know Chris Hart does great uh, uh, work uh, addressing this topic. But anyway, th- that's, just, um, that's just one of the, the, the recent things that have happened, developments in, in very recent times that um, caused me to say America needs prayer more now than, than we ever have. And uh, one other thing I'll just mention briefly is... Um, the whole this whole advent of the acceleration of the effort to push this pro-trans agenda. I mean, this isn't just something that's a, like a phenomenon that's just kind of happening happening organically. I mean, it's um, it's a phenomenon that has has been you know part of our life um, you know for for decades now. However, um, there is a, a discernible effort by somebody, and I guess it's the big tech elites and the elites in general to uh, the media elites to really push a, tr- a pro-trans agenda, to really push this literally down people's throats, down the throats of families, down the throats of children even. Um, people openly advocating for um, you know, drag sh- sexually explicit drag shows to be presented to children. I never thought I would ever see that uh, in America. I never thought there would be literally one person that would that would think that was a good idea or, or support that. Not only is it more than one person, it's it's a, you know seemingly a huge um, you know large of this of, of the population are fine with it. Now that may be an aberration because of because you know the way that, that this is the, the way the media presents things now. Um, you know overwhelmingly uh, you know s- swaying things, slanting things to, to their to their particular agenda. But anyway, just another thing, another one more thing that um you know, that causes me to say we need prayer more than, more than ever in America. And I'll just share one thing that I um, had a conversation, actually overheard a conversation 
um, uh, and was actually a little bit of a part of it last night, uh, was a fellow was visiting from Maine and, um, you know, the discussion turned around to politics in general. Um, he, you know, shared that he, you know, he, he's a, you know, God family, God family country, uh, patriotic American believes in the constitution like we do, um, was talking about what an outcast he was and an outlier he was in, in his um, own neighborhood back home. Um, and how, how, you know, he overwhelmingly, uh, the, the people in, in his, um, you know, neighborhood, uh, the, where he lived in Maine, state of Maine, uh, were uh, totally on the, on the, on, on the other side, they're on the woke side. And, and he even shared that, um, there's an elementary school, um, in, in his area and with a, a little, it's a small one, about 300 kids and literally 10 kids out of the 300 are so-called quote unquote transitioning, um, you know, in sexual orientation, you know, you know, tr- Whatever transitioning means, I'm not even 100. percent I know what it means, but I think it means they're they're in the process of changing their sexual um, th- their sexuality. Um, I guess, and even including physiologically. So anyway, I mean, I don't. This is something that I certainly don't see as positive. Um, I certainly don't see it as as even normal. I don't, certainly don't see it as godly or, or Christian. And um, so anyway, it, but but it's something that's obviously a, a major uh, phenomenon that's taking place all across America, um, and not just in, in the urban uh, areas, but across America uh, in all aspects as well. So anyway, just a few thoughts um, to share with you about that, and um, just mainly just to share the thoughts, and, uh, and sadly has, has been kind of the constant theme of, of, our, of, you know, some of, our, some of the comments I share with you this year. It's, it's not positive, um, and, but that's important too because it's important for me to on this show, when I do comment on things, I'm just going to share my honest opinion. I'm not going to try to slant things. I'm not going to try to present some overly rosy perspective. I, I'm going to share things um, a, as I see them. And that's the way I see this situation. And I, and I, and I would even go uh, one step further and say, I don't think, I th- think we're helping ourselves uh, to, to present a, an overly rosy picture. I don't think we're helping ourselves to be in denial about the, uh, the decay and decline of our culture. Um, anyway, and, and that's so that way I'm going to handle things is just present them to, uh, the, the, the negative and, and the, the bad and the depressing uh, along with the good. And I think right now we've got an overwhelming, uh, um, a number of, of, of bad depressing, um, um, topics to discuss. And one more of those, um, is that, that I meant to talk about more and we'll try to pick this up um, on a future show is the fact that George Soros, um, was able to very skillfully and strategically um, support a, a significant number, a large number of candidates for state attorney, of course, you know, a major law enforcement official in, in the American system, um, who have a completely, uh, have, have, a, have an agenda that's completely antithetical to, to fighting crime and protecting citizens. One of those is this prosecutor in New York City, um, who is who is on a mission to destroy a private um, President Trump and persecute President Trump, and we all see the, the extreme links that he is going to try to 
trump up some charges on President Trump um, and exaggerate um, you know, charges. But he's also uh, in the news recently for his his agenda and his philosophy. And let me just say before I share it with you, he is not alone by any means. Uh, the prosecutor, the state attorney in Chicago is the same way. And various other uh, San Francisco is the same way. It's a phenomenon now that you've got people in law enforcement capacity whose job it is to protect the citizens by enforcing the law, which includes, you know, prosecuting criminals um, who don't believe in prosecuting criminals, who in fact believe their job is and role is to protect the criminals. And specifically, Alvin Bragg bragged, uh, no pun intended, about uh, topics such as his role was not to prosecute um, crimes, including theft, and that he felt even that a lot of the people that are arrested for crimes, including violent crimes, major felony crimes, such as theft, burglary, breaking and entering, you know, assault, um, possibly even murder, um, are, are um, not even guilty. That, that this is that they've been uh, victims of, of, a, of an unjust society. Um, um, and, and so he, he, he's not going to uh, pursue or, or prosecute those those kinds of people. So anyway, as we wrap up, that's one more thing that we need to pray about. But it's one more phenomenon, negative phenomenon that we need to realize is now a part of our world and sadly a part of our culture here in the United States of America. And it's really up to us uh, to, to, to change it. Well, friends, it's been great to have you join us. Sorry about the, the tone of the program was a little uh, pessimistic, but it's also, I think, uh, very realistic and very accurate and very factual. And it was great to have our friends, Pastor Joe Bankson and Pat McGuffin, join us today to talk about the Apopka Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, because we certainly need prayer in America. Thank you for joining us on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.